Hello, everyone. I am uh, excited to be uh, broadcasting. Can we say that? It's like network broadcasting from New York. I just got here a couple of hours ago and I'm at a hotel. Uh, this company that I'm recording voiceovers for put me up at the Bowery Hotel and I'm loving it. I mean, can you tell? I haven't I haven't gotten out of this robe. This is very heavy, though. I don't know who thinks this is comfortable, but um, but I'm, st I'm sticking with it. Very excited to be here. Very excited to be back in the city. I haven't been back since January. I was nervous about coming back. I felt like, oh, is New York going to be sad? Uh, is it a shell of its former self? But it doesn't feel that way. I mean, I think the weather's great. People are gorgeous. I forget how good looking New Yorkers are. It's just a People get dressed up. I mean, in LA, getting dressed up means like you kind of wipe up your flip-flops. Um, but all these women roaming around and men in dapper, no, there's no dapper suits, but just people make an effort. It's, it's nice to see because I always look like a homeless person. So I'm more of an observer. But the view is spectacular from the Bowery Hotel. And I can see into people's apartments and the voyeur in me is enjoying this. Oh, see, I'm going lopsided. I'm losing. It's going flaccid. There it is. You know what? I'm going to take it. Should I take it off? I don't know. I'm going to bring up Emily Flake and I'm going to ask her what to do. Emily Flake is a dear friend and a brilliant, um, I want to say cartoonist, but also illustrator. I mean, I feel, I don't know what the, the proper term is, the more esteemed term is, um, but she's amazing and I love her very, very much. I'm going to bring Emily Flake on. Emily, come, come join. Hi. And you started out really festive, like Carmen Miranda. Now it's 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 this. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's time to let it go. <laughs> I do appreciate your effort with the towel, as always. So I feel like I'm talking to you in like your sort of like afterglow boudoir. Yeah, like postcoital. No, it's all illusion. Yes. Like I said, at home I ruffle the sheets just for fun. <laughs> um, just so I walk in and go, ooh, I wonder what happened in here last night. And I'm like, no. Nah. Right. Look at this it bed. Like I mean, it's illicit. Yeah, they kind of have an embossed, it's embossed. Like the Bowery's embossed on it. It's nice. Oof. Oof. It's plush. It's really uh, plush. I'm, I'm honestly a little jealous. Can I just come over? You can come over. I got tested. This is like an STD conversation. I got tested. <laughs> uh, I got tested yesterday, the day before mm -hmm. I got here, because I wanted to be careful, because I'm here to see my dad. And, you mm -hmm. know, he's high risk. So... Got tested. On the flight, I went a little overboard. I bought these masks. People looked at me like I was crazy. I, and people, people were very chill. I was kind of surprised how chill everybody was. They're these masks called Air Pro. And they right. have like a little pipe and a motor. And the motor just funnels oxygen into the mat, like filtered oxygen. Wow. So I looked like I was on life support. I had the face shield. I had this Air Pro mask with the tubing. And I sanitized everything. And people wow. next to me were wearing their masks, you know, the, the, the Abe Lincoln mask wearing, like it was just hovering here. You like went full stormtrooper. I did. I almost bought a hazmat, but I opted. I wanted to wear a beekeeper hood, but I didn't. I looked on Amazon and I didn't get one. Listen, there's plenty of pandemic left. You can be a beekeeper <laughs> if you want to be a beekeeper. You have time. Uh, oh. You've been, your hair got longer since I saw you last. What's been going on with you? It did. Yeah, it grew. I haven't had a haircut since uh, late February, but I don't get my haircut very often anyway. Yeah, neither uh, do I. Mine stops. Mine yeah. doesn't grow very long. Oh, my hair would grow out, you know, like down the, the street, I think, if I let it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Who's who's making an effort? Like, um, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in New York. I'm making... I'm maybe, making Bro maybe Brooklyn's not an effort mode yet, over. but... Um, you know, this area is shishi. Yeah. Like the Bowery area, Lafayette, you know, it's all, it's all Soho. Everyone's like wearing outfits as if they're going somewhere. Like, where are you going? You're going to walk your dog. Take it down a notch. Yeah. No. I mean, that, like, to be fair, you know, I've only been in the city once, um, and that was yesterday. People did look pretty good. Um, I have been here in Windsor Terrace, like, wearing soft clothes. Um, and I don't think I'm ever going back to hard clothes. I like the delineation, soft clothes, hard clothes. Yeah, this is as hard as I want to get. This is a t-shirt and a hoodie. I am wearing a bra, just so. Oh, you that's know, just that's okay. I I haven't worn a bra in, yeah in months. Listen, I've I've got some pandemic tits happening that like. <laughs> <laughs> what is the pandemic? Because I gained fifteen pounds. So what are pandemic tits in, entail? They're just larger, but not any sexier. There's like there's more bulk, but no extra appeal. So you've gained weight only in your breasts. No, I gained it ever. I'm just, oh, okay. I'm just a, like, yeah, I'm, I'm God's own marshmallow. Oh, I love it. But I didn't know that, like, because when I gain weight now, as you get older and you go into mom bod world, um, it's like belly, 
So I'm constantly look like a little bit pregnant, like maybe she's pregnant, we shouldn't ask, you know, that phase. But the rest of the upper part stays the same. So at what point do your boobs gain weight? Is it after everything else does or they go first? Everything kind of goes at once. I mean, I'm um, like, I'm like seven months, seven months pregnant. Like, you you know, I'm a a few pounds away from like crowning. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a, uh, I don't have like anything where it's like, well, my my ass got really huge, but everything else stayed the same. Like basically everything just kind of generally... Well, at least it's consistent, though, and it's uniform. Don't you feel like it's better? I mean, every cloud, Iris, has a silver lining, and that is that is my body's silver cloud. Is it? It gets bigger in a more or less uniform fashion. Yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's enticing. I think that's enticing. Yeah, Um, I own two house coats now, so I all I need. Well, you make pies too. Anyone who makes pies needs to own a house coat. Like I feel that goes hand in hand. Listen, I'm I'm staring down the ba- barrel of like full mammahood, and I'm like I'm not not actually that too upset about it. Like I've been waiting to be an old woman for a very long time. So I think being an old woman would be cool. I mean, I don't want to yeah. be Jane Fonda old. I want to be Betty White old, where you can still mm-hmm. dress like from the decade when you were young and still be cool and hip. Like Jane Fonda's hip, you know what I mean? But it's a whole other level of like, you right. know. Like, what is that? That's- you know, my sartorial choices have not changed since I was about 16. Like, okay. you know, but that said, I feel like ascending to the level of house coat is, is very close for me now. And I'm pretty excited about I it. I love that. Um, is this cotton, polyester, a blend? What are we talking about here? I mean, we're talking like, you know, Polish grandma died and this is her estate sale house coat. Okay. So we're talking um, European. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, the, the kind of the cotton poly blend, the... Um, the pearlesque or pearlite, whatever snaps. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Do you have it? Can you show us your house coat? Um, Is it accessible? You know, that's a really good question. I should have it handy. You know what? Hold on. Let me I'm see if you can still hear me while I'm, I'm talking. Hold it. I, I just talk more about my handy. hair. I love New York water. Can we talk awesome. about the New York water? It's not only for bagels, it's also oh, for yeah, hair. Because yeah. the, the water in LA and the air in LA, the air in LA was horrible this week. It was really depressing. I mean, it, it was like, oh my God, I can see the house coat coming into frame. Forget the air in LA convo. Oh, she's busting it out. Right, I'm taking off my hoodie and putting on my house coat. The boobs look the same to me, Emily. I don't know. Maybe it's the Listen, t-shirt, but I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing expansion. Like, there's a lot of meat happening here. That is. <laughs> well, you have a, you know. Again, a, okay. it's not sex meat. It's just meat. This feels so, more. Um, this feels more Thai. This feels less Polish, more Thai to me. I'm telling you, this is straight up from a Polish estate sale in Chicago. It, it really is. Okay. Uh, like ethnicity disappears past a certain age and you're just household people. <laughs> you know so, what? That's true. So pockets. does gender. Oh, and you have the pockets. So you bought this literally like used. Yes. Uh, for a dollar from a dead woman. A dollar from she, a dead woman. There my was new also novel. a Hoosier cabinet. And I swear to God, if it hadn't been in Chicago, I would have bought that Hoosier cabinet in a second. <laughs> it would have been worth it to like buy it its own plane ticket home. And you look at this woman and you know that she had the plastic covering on the, on the chairs. And yep. I wonder, a million state medals, lots of rosaries. I wonder, you know, my mom, my mom is in her 80s now, and she never was the person to cover the furniture. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She was a smoker playing backgammon, smoking cigarette holes and, you know, whatever. But as she hit her like mid-70s, she started becoming the let's cover the sofa, mm-hmm. except when there's company. And it's like these bedspreads on the sofas. And she mm-hmm. was never like that. I'm like, is that going to happen to us? Is this something that happens just like I'm becoming more of a Luddite as I get older? I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to become that nudge and more neurotic. Like, is, is that inevitable? I think so. Because, well, first of all, it makes it easier to clean. If you just have a blanket on the sofa, if it gets dirty, you can just throw it in the wash. Yeah. I mean, obviously, God level is the plastic because you can just wipe that down. You just wipe um, it. Yeah, it feels great laying on a, on a plastic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, those aren't laying on sofas. Those That's are sit. True. Those are perching sofas. That's right. You're um, right. You're right. But no, I, our, our sofa, I have a blanket over our sofa. You do. Okay. So you're already and also, there. It's, it's more comfortable because it's kind of a nubbly sofa. Like, okay. you know, it's like, it's that sort of scratchy tweed. Yeah, no, I don't, don't know. That. It's you from want, the sidewalk. Yeah. 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 I have yeah. sidewalk furniture, Aries. <laughs> I have a friend in LA. She's a maven at that shit. There's, you know, Habitat for Humanity. Mm-hmm. So in LA, they actually have a massive store. I don't know if they have one here, but it's like Goodwill or Salvation right. Army, whatever, but Habitat. And she buys this insane shit that people donate, like these, oh my God, hello, 
rugs that cost, you know, 10 grand. She buys for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And she bought a professional rug cleaner and the whole house, she's got a huge house in, in Los Feliz and it's all furnished with like, you know, it's a, it's a skill. It's a skill set. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I guess pre, well, not even just pre pandemic, but before like bed bugs started to be like a real a problem. I mean, we got some of our best stuff, like came from stuff people put out with the trash. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like furniture. I got like a perfectly like uh, brand new pair of sneakers. Like I'm not above, I mean, especially if you walk around Park Slope, like, you know, on a nice day, there is just, there is rich people stuff out there for the taking. There are, there are, they, uh, the decadence of it. Mm -hmm. I think I'm really rich. I met a rich guy who spent at least $700 a week getting flowers arranged at his home. He had a woman come and like make these massive floral arrangements. Now see, Erise, I wish I didn't know that. It's just, a, it's a good, it sounds like a good side hustle. I just bring like some peonies and be like, all right, 700 bucks, here's a vase. And you didn't like, he didn't even have, pay to have them like stuffed up his butt or anything like that. He just wanted nice, this isn't like a sex thing. He just there wanted nice power. might have been happy endings to that. I don't know what the added services were. But this is Listen, a woman if I'm paying you $700 to do anything, I better come at the end of it. <laughs> Would you ever hire a male escort? Would you ever be pleasured by someone who gets sex from? If there was no disease involved, there's no fear huh. of illness. Um, you know, maybe. But honestly, if I couldn't make him laugh, I don't think I would want to have sex with him even if I was paying him. I don't know why that just popped into my head as like the criteria. Like it would be too sad if he didn't have a sense of humor. But like I would pay somebody that I was having like a good fun time with. Yes, yes. To, cause you know, like this, nothing, nothing's happening here that's gonna be an improvement anytime between now and my inevitable death. So yeah, and you know, okay. like my husband still puts up with this, but you know, he might die before me. He, and, well, usually men do. I mean, are you guys, yeah. um, you've been married a while. I love your husband, he's very sweet. You've been getting Thanks. along during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, we have the advantage of having met at work. So we were always, and we have worked from again. home for forever. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're used to being around each other like a lot. And you're also um, chill, you know, I, I, you know I'm single still. And I have a lot of friends that are dealing with the pandemic with, you know, couples and I'm looking at who work, who, who's working and who's not like what's working and what's not. Mm -hmm. And obviously intuitively you'd think the feisty ones, the fiery ones, they're fighting up a fucking storm and they're, they're they can't take it. But when you're right. chill and you know, and yeah, you're not like a feisty, you know, Israeli or it's, it's, you're not, you don't have that Mediterranean blood in you. You've got that new England blood, right? Listen, first of all, I'm from cold phlegmatic people and it's, an advantage in this situation. Yeah, yeah. And second of all, I don't want to brag, but I've been half-assing everything for like my entire life. So oh, like the fact that you really have to pick your battles in pandemic times, I feel like I'm, I'm sort of built for this. That's good. That's good. And okay. I saw you had a bunch of shit in the New Yorker. You have been like exploding. I love it. First you had the hug book. That was awkward. The art and etiquette of the awkward hug. No, that came out in October and like almost immediately became a relic of the dead world. Um, I still love so, it. I mean, I, cause I know you post from it sometimes and it's great, but the fact that you're able to have stuff in the New Yorker, I mean, pretty much every week, no? I mean, mm -hmm. it's been very consistent. Trying to be, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I still have to pay the rent, so. Yeah, I um, love that. So no, but I mean, get... my God, I really, it is the pinnacle, isn't it? I mean, isn't that the pinnacle for a cartoonist to... To have their stuff in the for, New York. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of it's one of the few outlets that like still pays for cartoons. So um, yeah, yeah. So being in there is a is a good thing. I've been working. I've been doing cartoons. I've been I've been writing. I I almost feel like meeting this cultural moment feels more like a writing thing than a cartooning thing. I okay. mean, it feels like both, I guess. But well, like, I like the I piece feel you like... wrote from McSweeney's. That was great. Oh, but the suicide note or the yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. It was great. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I um, wrote that, that just kind of, I was just like, my heart yeah. basically just like barfed into the computer. And I showed that to John. He's like, this reads like a suicide note. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not though. I mean, I'm not suicidal. I'm just very sad. Like, aren't we all very sad? And he's like, okay. And yeah, so when I sent that in, I was, I was like, I even, I'm like, this is the first time I've ever filed, like submitted something with like a disclaimer, like, 
this isn't a suicide note. This is fi- this is fiction. And when they right. bought it, I was like, you didn't just buy this so I wouldn't kill myself, did you? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know. It's um, these are these are very sad times. Like, and I feel like if you, I feel like if you're not at least sometimes thinking like oh, it will be easier when existence isn't a thing. Like, everybody's thinking that, like, a little bit, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean I want to die. It just, you know. Well, I mean, I think that, uh, I don't know, up until now, there have been moments, there are times when, you know, when this thing started, and, you know, I joke, yeah, I'm going crazy, and it's hard, and it's tough, and it's stressful, but it's, I can't complain because some people can't put food on the table, you know. But then there are days where they really are mental health days, where I'm like, mm-hmm. where the doom and you really feel like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, it really permeates you and you can really go down that rabbit hole. I mean, it's, Absolutely. you know, I mean, I, I find myself just, on the one hand, it forces you to take pleasure in the little things in life, really, because there's no macro anymore, really. There's no mm-hmm. massive aspirate, you know, it's like, and you're really going, oh, great, I had lunch with a friend for 20 minutes. That yeah. was nice. You know, this is, yeah. a, this is a spark. This is a spark. And, but then sometimes you're like, what am I, do-? like, really, what is the point of it all? I mean, yeah. you know, and then the planet and then Trump, like, it's like, and, 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 and it's like, okay. No, there's, I mean, it, there's, we're not used, I think, to having this much proximate disaster. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a lot to kind of wrap your head around. Um, yeah. But, I mean, basically, even in good times, we're all going to die. So, you know, everything has exactly as much point as it always did, really. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's when mortality's shoved in your face every, you know. And at some yeah. point, it's also like, it becomes a joke of like how much more suddenly, you know, when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, you're like, okay, now that, you know, and, and, and it was like that. And the, it's just, and, and natural, and the mm-hmm. fires, you know, the fires, that's what, that's what killed me. The last week, you know, I'm like, okay, the fact that we're in Zoom school again, and, and that's going to be for the rest of the, you know, school year, and, and I'm bored to death, and I don't feel like writing, and then suddenly the fires, and we can't breathe. You literally could not breathe out there. Yeah. And my friend says to me, my grandmother's house is on fire, and this person, I'm like, that's when I bought the ticket yeah. here. I'm like, I'm coming to New York for a respite. <laughs> no, I mean, it has really felt like, like an episode of 20, like a whole, like a season of 24, where it's just like, let's just throw some stuff into the mix and see what happens. Like, you Jumping know, the shark, no, maybe? Yes. Yeah. There's no pacing involved here at all. It's just the like, you know, terrible. how many disasters we can cram into this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, this, it's, it's not getting my high marks. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, so show me some work you've been doing this last week. Um, so um, I I had a sad one in um, in the New Yorker this week. This one was about. I'm just gonna hold this up to the camera, and it's backwards because you know whatever. But oh, this right. was about. Yeah, talk me through it. So this was this is a strip about friends leaving New York and how you know I miss them and how. This this whole season has made me feel like all you know, as it has everybody. Everybody's feeling all these like kind of unnameable, sad, dreadful feelings, you know. And like at some point, I just I had a really ugly day with Tug, and I was like, I feel I I, I feel homesick. Like I feel homesick for something, and I don't I don't even know what. Um, and so I did this, I did this comic strip that's in the New Yorker this week. Um, and yeah, it's not funny. There's no jokes in this one. That's okay. Um, I mean, but yeah, poignant is poignant. I mean, if you can get it through humor, if it's better said not through humor, then great. I guess, yeah. I mean, listen, I feel like my job at all times is to, is to translate my inchoate feelings into something that other people can recognize. Now, my, my preferred method of that is to make people laugh, but sometimes that's just not happening. So yeah. It's like Hannah Gadsby. Yeah, yeah, I wanted exactly. to say that because that when everybody's so shocked when they're like, "Is it stand up? Is it not?" I'm like, "It's a one woman show. Mm. Some of it's funny, some of it's right. not. Some of it's like right. vulnerable and revealing, and not." But the, yeah. it was it caused such an uproar. I'm like, "Have you guys not seen one person shows in the last?" I just don't understand why that years? made people so angry. You know, like maybe thing you can push some boundaries. Things can be other things. Like I, I. I loved that that entire performance, and I don't need it to have been a, an hour stand-up special. 
Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. Yeah. stand up. Maybe it's maybe it's her fault because she kept saying, talking about I'm not doing stand up anymore, and stand up is this, and stand up, mm-hmm. you know, you hide behind it. And I, yeah. I agree, but I don't agree. I mean, I think any art, anytime you're illuminating something, you're hiding behind it in a way, but you're also right. presenting it. So that's any any type of art. You know, by by presenting it, you're removing yourself from it. So there right. it is. Same thing. But with that's comedy. not our job as artists, you know, artists uh, of artists. any kind is like is present presenting the truth to our own particular artifice. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. When people get all uptight about you know, the strictures of one particular like form of artifice or another. It's just like, I don't know, grow up. Yeah. Grow, grow the fuck up. Yeah. Leave Hannah yeah. alone. Emily Flake. I love you. Can I see you while I'm here? When, when are you leaving? Uh, I'm here for a couple of weeks. Hey, yeah, I'm around. Okay. Um, I have to come so to Windsor Terrace or can you come to Manhattan? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll make okay. a plan. Right, Maybe we'll, we'll meet in the middle it. in the East River. Oh, Jesus. That's like when I go on these dates, I'm on the East side of LA and West side in LA is like an hour and, tra- you know, traffic, yeah. no traffic. So you don't date people that live. It's like dating someone in the Staten Island, you know what I mean? And right. then guys, they're like, let's just meet in the middle. I'm like, what am I going to drive to fucking Wilshire to meet you? Like, you know what I mean? Or Culver City, like it just takes uh-huh. out any romance. There's no... There's no ability to be pursued or there's no suitor because it's always like such a negotiation right off the bat that it sucks right. any potential gestures or, you know, I don't know. Right. Meet me have, by the 10 freeway. Have you tried trying to hit the house coat crowd? Cause... You know what? I may have to hit that. Right. I'm hitting the robe crowd. Look at them. Yeah. Come on. Let me, let me see some titties. Let me see some titties. <laughs> it's the webcam. Hello. How are you? Yeah. You want to see something fun? <laughs> I'm going to bring Dave Hill on. Do you want to say hi to Dave? Do you know Dave? I want to say hi to Dave. Yes. There he is. Hey. Hello. Is this too dark? No, but you look really tan. I'm. Oh, this is my plan is working because... I don't have any uh, really sexy lighting where I am, so I tried to just you bring create your own sexy lighting. Yeah, you your own inherent sexy. I'm my own. I'm you know I'm a very shiny person. I'm very oily skin. <laughs> not to brag. Um, How are you guys? Nice to see you both. Nice. I've been enjoying your conversation. Um, are you still gallon. in the Midwest, my friend? I am. Uh, although I think I'm going to come back to New York in a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, just to check in on my my empire. Um, well, I'm happy no, to stay uh, at your apartment and house sit for you because I'm at a hotel for three nights and then I'm homeless. Just me roaming oh around. Oh my goodness. You're just going to be... I was wondering. I was like, that seems like a real... I was jealous. I was like, she seems like she's got <laughs> her shit together. view is insane. Can you see the view? You can't, right? Kind of? I have a sense of it and it just seems... The whole thing is very well appointed. Dave, let me ask you your opinion. Here in the hotel room, they left me a bottle of wine, okay? Bottle of wine, two glasses. And then okay. it says, welcome, we hope you enjoy your stay. Does that mean the wine is complimentary? Or do I open it and it's like $300? I think that it's complimentary. Okay. Because with the if water, if- they screw you sometimes. You know, they leave two bottles of water. And you're like, oh, okay. I know, but I feel like, and this probably is more telling of the kind of places that I stay. I feel like every, if they have any, something that's out and taunting you like that, <laughs> that there's usually like a, 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 like a thing hung on it, like five bucks. Right. Don't get any big ideas. Um, but places I feel that like, have the uh, sanitization, sanitization strip on the toilet. Yeah, yeah. That you have to rip off, you um, literally touch the toilet and rip it off, lest we don't believe that they actually sanitized. Exactly. Well, as well they should. I I think like this, and this is. I feel like this is gonna sound like I'm. It's gonna be self-effacing, yet also uh, bragging at the same time. I have booked my own hotel room so infrequently in life that the times that I have have invariably my cheapness comes out and I always book myself into the shittiest place that has the sanit the strip is it has the sanitation strip but it's been broken <laughs> and like uh and there's pee in the bed which oh, has happened. God. I I stayed What? Pee in the bed? Not even a white light like CSI light involved? You'd literally just No like fully when I in two thousand seven I did my first show business trip to Los Angeles when I was like taking, you know, high powered show business to my mind. 
they were general they were you know you know they were general meetings but i thought i didn't understand what that meant and i assumed as you know being a fellow show business professional <laughs> they're just meetings that are set up so someone justifies their job yes. mostly <laughs> and but to my my naive uh, you know i was like all of hollywood cannot wait to get get in a room with me and just see what's up so i was like i'd always stayed with friends in previous trips to la but this is my first i was like it's game on this is show business and so i i i was like i'm gonna treat myself and i booked a room <laughs> at the best western on on hollywood boulevard yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I think I booked it on Priceline and it's like a three star. And I was like, well, three stars. I'm I'm a man of the people. That oh, sounds boy. fancy to me. And I checked in and the first I do this any any hotel. It does not matter how even in the rare occasion when I stay in just a fancy, fancy place. Okay. I I always rip off the top blank the thing. If it appears bread to yeah, be the bread spreads disgusting, they never wash that shit. Covered in semen and feces every yes, every time. Yes, and if yes. it's not, it will be. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm active. Um so I I though I guess in most hotels now the the sort of nice cozy ones, like I can see yours is the bedding is such that Well they can wash they probably it. wash it. Yeah, they but wash if you go it. To those every big time. chains like the Hiltons of the world or even the, the double tree. Even they have all those throw pillows. You know, they're those are not washed and they're just tossed yeah, on the it's floor just, and not clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah all, I always so I always throw that stuff on the ground the second I walk in. I understand. And so at the Best Western on Hollywood, I took it, I peeled it back, and there was like a big, like probably like the diameter of a basketball at least of pee of yellow. What was yellow? And then in that moment, I was like, before I go to the front desk and just really tell them what's going yes. on, very politely, of course, I said, I need for my own, I just need to know whether this is fresh pee or not. So I Oh, no. Stuck Did you go and smell it? Or what did you do? No, no, no. That's too gross. So I split the difference and I put my hand in it because I was like, I'll just wash my hand. I'd rather have a, a stranger's pee on my hand than you smell a stranger's. Foot. You could have put your foot on it. We could have. No, because then I got to take my shoe off. I got to take my sock off. Okay, I'm too sorry. much. You're problem. right. You're right. The hand makes so sense. So I was like, okay. I trust my hand. Mm -hmm. I'll do it. So I touched it. Damp. No. Confirmation. It no. was. And I went to the front desk and I was like, there's someone has, there's pee Recent, in my bed. Recently mm -hmm. urinated. Yeah, I said there's pee and fresh pee in my someone has peed in my bed very recently and it's not me. And um and they as as I think I would also do, the the move is to act like you can't possibly believe that's the that first to be time true. this has ever happened. That, yeah. Not at not at our best western. So they moved me to another room, which was no better. And uh I bought a scented candle. Probably didn't pay enough for that either, to be honest. The lesson is don't, you know, buy the $5, buy the $5 candle. Don't buy the $3 candle. Yeah. Don't buy the Christmas one, even though it's like New Year's. Yeah, exactly. So I learned hard, hard lesson, but um, I don't know what my point was. I don't know, but I, I'm happy in my hotel. I don't think there's urine. And if it's urine, it's high class no. urine, which is different. Do you know, it's less ammonia. Yeah, it's, it's a different it's composition. The, it, it smells it's the like the urine of achievement. Yeah, yeah. That's the urine of achievement. Um, yes. Did you just have an album come out? I, not to brag. Uh, Can you show but, me? Because that cover looked insane. Do you have it like near you? Because I do actually. You did the, um, you did the illustrate the cover art. And I'm like, I didn't know you could doodle. Let me go get, I have a box of them over here. that okay, just good. showed up. One time I went to a hotel. No, it was an Airbnb. And the sheets looked clean, but there was a pube. Like after I, I like, you know, turned down the blanket and I saw one pube just resting on the sheet and I flung it away and that was it. I gave him a good review. What am I going to give a bad review over a pube? I should have. I always feel guilty. I always feel guilty. Now I'm back. Bad reviews on Airbnb. I was telling, I was telling our friends that I found a pube in a bed at an Airbnb and I still left the guy a good review. That's all. 
I feel like there's like, you know, there's margin of error. I mean, I don't think, you know. I've only once, uh, the worst I've ever done with Airbnb is that I stayed in this Airbnb in Montreal years two ago, maybe. And um, it looked like a, like someone had died, like there had been a struggle. Like there were like smudges on the wall as if like people had been fighting and things like that. And like there was blood on the wall and the bathroom and things like that. So I, I was just like, you know, I'm going to give you a good review, but you, you might consider stepping it up here a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Not yeah. for me because I'm leaving, right. but for the next, for, for, for the other yourself people. Yourself as a host. I, I just had not to, I guess, hawk my own wares, but Please. I've stupidly, without planning this, I, this, I have this record coming out. In two days, my band painted Doll, which is like a psychedelic drug rock band. Okay. Not really drug. It's just catchy and fun. I'm not. I don't use drugs other than Flonase. Um, but <laughs> I like Flonase. Flonase does the job. It breaks up the day a little bit. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I could use. I've been having bad out. But anyway, but and then I had the comedy album, the stand-up album, come out in end of April and then the beginning of April my band Witch Taint released an album so I released three albums now in the last six months during a pandemic not the best timing I have to say is it hard you know what though but I feel like it, there's longevity these are evergreens you know what I mean it's not they're, like you're yeah they're timeless you're classics talking about the election you know this is like music so if it if you can plug it you know you can have an album release party down the line no yeah, and even even the comedy records, I don't think anything is. I'm Super not topical. talking about uh, the latest season of The Bachelor or anything. It's all good. Yeah, they'll all be waiting for people whenever they're ready to. Disc- it could Where be long people, after. I'm can dead. people just go to to Dave Hill? Like, what's your website so people can access all this stuff and buy the record? They can go to DaveHillOnline.com, or they can go our Apple Me, whatever the thing is, okay. Amazon, wherever people get stuff. I guess wherever people. So everyone, um, also, I forgot to mention, if you're so inclined, please uh, uh, donate to our uh, comedians um, through my Venmo. <laughs> it's just oh, I-R-I-S-B-A-H-R. You know, obviously, we're all performing less, and it's always welcome to show your support since we're not working. If you went to a club, and you don't have to go to a club. You don't have to schlep out to a club. You can actually sit and enjoy. Yeah, no drink minimum. No drink minimum, and bathrooms are as clean as you make them at home. I mean, I don't know what your bathroom is and like. And you have so. that, that. Is that a is that your robe, or is that a hotel no, robe? A hotel robe. It's the Bowery. There it is, right on my Oh, bowery. it's glorious. Oh, you're not the Bowery. You're not You're really doing it. I'm you're doing, doing it's it not right. Me. It's, the, it's the video game people. I got I to gotta give them credit. Let me bring Carmen. You can say hello. I always like to connect people. Carmen, can, yeah. oh, oh, she's ready to go. Hello. Hi. Hey, Dave. How's it going? I haven't seen you since, since that London thing we did. No, I've seen you since then. Really? Yeah, that was, that was like a year ago, at least, yeah. wasn't it? Um, I think I have seen you then, but I do, I will say, I prefer to think of the last time I saw you was London because that's more glamorous than saying, oh, I saw you at Eastville right before. True. Even though you know I love... But it probably was somewhere like it that. Probably, I think it definitely was Eastville. But, and I love Eastville. Don't get me wrong. Where, but is it's Eastville more fun to be like... Yes. yes. Okay, I have yet to be at Eastville. It always sounded like something I'd find in Orlando. Like it just feels no. like a weird name for a club in New York. It's a delight. But, it's a really great room. Yeah, yeah. check it out. And this, okay. uh, everyone who works there is awesome. And um, but I will say it is way more fun to be like uh, to have the memory of having seen you in London last, or Paris, France. Even though oh, or Amsterdam. Yeah, even though I don't, we've not been in those. We've never seen together. each other there. <laughs> I no. think we will though. I feel like. Yeah, I feel it too. It's coming up soon. Knowing me and knowing you, it's inevitable. <laughs> Europe is the new frontier. Thank you, Dave Hill. I'm so glad you joined Thank me. You I hope I will see you in New York in the next few days, hopefully, when you're here. Yeah, I'll, yes. I'll shoot you a text okay. message. Yes. All right. Bye, Bye. guys. Bye, Mr. Hill. Bye-bye. Hello, Carmen. How are you? Hi. It's nice to meet you. I know. I'm so excited. It's always nice to have someone that I haven't had on. There's like, I thought it, I had, there's a spot on my computer and I thought I had like a Hitler mustache for a minute. It was like a little, right. Oh. I just out. Okay. Done. How are you? Where are you speaking from? I'm in Queens. Okay. Okay. So I, I'm home. It's nice. It's nice to be home. It is. Were you traveling recently or no? 
I was quarantined with my boyfriend's family for like three months in the woods in Connecticut. Oh, wow. And then I went to see my parents in Virginia for about a month. Okay. And so then I came back here maybe like two months ago. Okay. But do you live with your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. And he's the one who hosts your podcast with you? Yeah. Yeah. And we started it when we were living... The human centipod. We we were that. living with his family in the woods, and uh, and there were eight of us. So we we just felt like we were. It was it felt like a commune or something. Yeah. And uh, we are we were just like, what are we gonna do with ourselves? You know. Someone is so blasting we, music outside. This is New York. Oh, again. We're on your side? Yeah. Can you hear it? Maybe, oh. maybe this mic is so directional. Um, <laughs> when you say I can't hear it. When I think, you said so, Connecticut, right? Because Connecticut to me feels like wealthy, wa maybe waspy, maybe a little Jewy, but waspy, like Paul Newman-y for the most part. Well, Paul was Jewish. But then when you say woods, I think Appalachia. So break down the woods for me. Was this a family of Somewhere, eight? I'm not sure, but there were, it was near a lake. Okay, okay. And uh, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, you know, we all had our errands that we, we lived like, it was like a big... It was just me and his brothers and his mother and his son. Oh, wow. And at one point there was a bear. There was a memo that went out to the neighborhood that there was a bear outside. Okay. Um, and I'm like, wow, we're really in the woods. Um, and then I left. I was like, I, I can't be inside anymore. I need, I need to go somewhere where I, where I don't have to be afraid of a bear. No, I hear you. I went to, I took my <laughs> son to Yosemite. And, you know, being from the Bronx, it's not like we hiked anywhere because I didn't want to hike and encounter a bear. I don't know what to do. They're like, make noise, look bigger. I'm like, I'm 5'4". I'm not, it's not where I don't care how much I'm yelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm bigger. Um, so we just drove around all day. We, one day we drove for six hours inside the park from like one vista point to the next. That was it. But see, that's awesome because I, I went to Yellowstone uh, maybe like two years ago. And I don't think I ever got out of the car either. It's just nice to drive around and like hike in your car. Yes, hike in your car. That's exactly right. You and know, just, just like run out real fast and take a picture and then just run back in. You got, yeah, or even take the picture from the car. Yeah. Which is equally <laughs> convenient. You know, just roll down the, or don't even roll down the window, through the window. At yes. The point, with another car blocking. It's all doable. You know, you know where you are. But then I saw the signs for like bear crossing. <laughs> And I wanted to get a picture of that, but then I was like afraid that the bears were going to cross right when I took that. Yeah, yeah. It's a challenge. It's, it's, it's rough out there. You know, it's rough. I try and avoid nature as much as possible when I can. <laughs> um, is this the boyfriend? I know, I, I remember in your set, you talk about having a boyfriend who's, who's older than you. Is this the same dude? Yes. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Same guy. Yeah. Okay. I love that. And so that was that, that wasn't that long ago, right? That was pretty recent. Was it Conan or Fallon? Oh, Fallon. Yeah. Yeah, that was January, right? Right before wow. everything hit oh the, yeah. How long did it take you, that process of getting on Fallon? Like, do you just send the set to the booker and they're like, you're on? No, it was something like, you know, I, I knew the booker for a while, but like when I, I keep running, you know, cause New York City, I'm sure it's like that in LA, you keep running into yeah, yeah, yeah. bookers of everything. So I ran into him once when I was um, running my set for- Is that Michael Cox? No. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. is Michael. I knew Michael when he was an assistant to my agent. Like oh 15, my God. 20 years ago, he was like this eager assist, just starting out like young dude. And now and like, good for yeah. him. Amazing. And then you go to like festivals and then, you know, you see them at festivals. Yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. saw him at, I think I was running my set for, I can't remember. I think it was Colbert and, uh, and he was there and someone else was running it for, for Fallon. And then, you know, you just never know. And then one day they see your set and yeah, he's yeah, like, change amazing. this, but keep that. Amazing. Do you end up having to change your set completely from one late night show to the next? I mean, every late night is obviously a different set of jokes, but the yeah. only thing I've ever really had to change is if it came off um, maybe offensive. Like, okay. like I remember when I did Letterman, they loved this cat joke, but they were like, the cat people are going to hate us. And I was like, I totally get it. Wow. It was about killing a cat. It was completely a joke, but they, you know, people don't want to deal On with Letterman? that. I, I get it. Yeah, it was just one line. I, I kept the joke, but I, I just took out this one line. Or there's like a word that they don't want. And they're like, can you change that? Uh, like, I think for Fallon, 
I think instead of saying, um, I can't even remember it the old way, but I think the word was suicidal and I say depressed. So it's stuff like that. You well, know, what about your joke trigger. about like vertically, vertically obese? Are the fat, are obese people going to be offended? <laughs> Did I mean, maybe next year. I mean, we're getting there. So yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I get that you don't want like a fa- like hate speech, but humor. Worrying about killing a cat being offensive. I mean, whatever. I guess that's network. What are you going to do? They have to worry about their. Yeah, and I think they don't care as much as like they're worried that they're going to hear shit. The advertisers, right? It's all about the advertisers. Or the, yeah, the people complaining and all that stuff. And then it's like, well, I'm not going to argue with that. So. No, I hear you. Has, have you uh, adjusted more to the age difference, the age gap between you and your boyfriend? Or it was never a big deal to begin with? It's 25 years. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's not. It's not crazy. Okay. No, but it's funny because sometimes people, people will inquire and I just, and he, he's like, do you just tell everyone that I'm old and fat? And I'm like, I never said you were fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like, as we get older, people that were heartthrobs, you know, Brad Pitt, these guys are pushing 60. And you know? he looks hot as he is, shit. Oh my God, I just saw him in that table read he did for Fast Times. Yes! I was, like, I was getting aroused. I'm like, I'm wet watching like a 60-year-old man read. He's still sexy. Is he 60? I don't know how old he is. is I'm going to look it up. He's like, yeah. he's got to be 55, right? He's looking fine. Yeah. Fine. Do you think those guys even get a little bit of like work done on yes, their face? Yes, I do. I don't know if Brad does. Oh. I think Brad, Brad, I think has, because he is wrinkly, but he's just got that jawline. He's got that like aging yeah. going. But people like Tom Cruise, I'm sure get crap happened. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Like, like I like sure. that, like that, that Brad Pitt weathered look where he yes. just looks like he's been in a tornado and his hair's all messed up. All right, he is up. 56, 56. Holy shit, I had no idea. I thought he was way younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So He's almost 60, that's he's almost crazy. 60. He's almost 60, and yeah, I'd do him in a heartbeat, no problem. I wonder if that Jennifer Aniston chemistry is like for show, or do you think that something's going on? I don't think they have chemistry. I feel like they're, she's trying so hard to be oh. cool, but like not, I mean, look, the guy really screwed her over. I mean, it was probably hard. She yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, in order to sustain your self-esteem, you know, you you rise above it. And I'm sure she's forgiven him, yada, yada, yada. But it, it feels Right, right. Like, but she's moved on. Yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, yeah. she, I don't know. That table read annoyed me because her hair was in her face. I'm like, Jen, you know, <laughs> come, come back to me. What's happening? I, I did an episode of Friends. That was my first acting gig. Oh, my God. It was like yeah. last season. She could not have been nicer. And she's like genuinely nice. She's legitimately nice. That's all I've ever heard about her is that she's so nice. I mean, really, like everybody else was fine. Like, oh, here's another guest star, you know, an excited 22 year old saying three lines on our show. You know, they were all very like polite, but she went out of her way and like came up to me and was like, you did a great job. And she didn't have to, you know, like what? I'm like, you know. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, so she's. Wait, nice. what, who was your scene with? Which friend? With, um, with David Schwimmer. I he he went to a hair uh, t- tanning salon to get yeah. a, a spray tan, and I worked there and I misguided him uh-huh. several times. And then years later, I, yeah. I shot a pilot for ABC, and he played my brother. So then it was like, hey, oh my god, that's you know. so funny. And he said, I remember you, and I'm like, no, you don't. You don't remember. Shot <laughs> nice try. Remember. My friend really? dated him, or yeah. she went out with him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> But he's, you know, he's nice too. They're all, you know, look. Um, yeah. I don't know. Have you done a lot of acting? I've done some. I've done uh, a couple uh, of scenes in like Amy, Inside Amy Schumer. Fun. And then I was on the, um, oh my God, I knew I was going to forget. What is that show? Um, oh my God, it's slipping my mind. That's I can't right. think of we're it getting, right now. Yeah. See, we're getting old too. Um, your boyfriend's going to be like, and, see? Uh, your boyfriend's going to be like, see, you're forgetting stuff. You're getting closer. <laughs> I'm having a on you. <laughs> I can't believe I can't remember what it's called. Um. And then it was an old show. And then it was like a quick scene. And then, um, you know, I, I audition all the time. I like audition for commercials. Right I just on. got a call back, but I don't think I got it. Um, for what? So, you know, for a commercial. Was it in person or was it a, a Zoom call? No, back? it was all Zoom. It was all. Uh, so annoying. Uh, I know it's weird. And my boyfriend just booked one. And I'm like, you booked that in the, you did that in the living room and you just booked it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Um, I was going to say. See, I, I know. I think it's COVID. It's the air. Oh, it's not, we oh, don't have my it. Friend, but... My friend directed a movie and they had the premiere online. So it's an online premiere. So you have to get an invite, 
right? Uh-huh. And, and like the doors open, you're staring at the screen and the doors open and you get in. And then after the screening, there was a after party and it was the weirdest uh-huh. fucking thing. So it's this like image and you have an icon of your photo and all these yeah. other icons are floating around the screen. And when you touch another icon, suddenly both of you are on video to talk to each other. So you're like mingling. Now, I didn't know this, and I got next to a dot, and suddenly this woman is staring at me, (laughs) the camera's on, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? It's so weird. Everything is so techy now, and I feel like some of it's never going to go away because we're going to be like, oh, this is better. Yeah. I don't know if it's better. It's definitely not better. I mean, uh or better for like safety virus yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I just got on a plane. I just got off a plane today. How um, was it? It was, you know, when I first booked the ticket, the flight was empty. And I'm like, this is going to be great. The flight was packed. But I had like two masks on, a face shield. And then I yeah. broke and I just started eating. I took everything off and I was just sitting there <laughs> eating with nothing on. And half yeah. people sleeping with their masks like, you know, this. Uh, I have a flight. I have a flight coming up and I, I, but it's Minneapolis. I'm like, who's going to go to Minneapolis, right? No one. one. Yeah. But I mean, look, it it was fine. It it got me over the phobia. And now I'm like, I want to fly to Mexico. (laughs) You know, like I'm ready. I'm ready to say, fuck the pandemic. I'm flying to Mexico. Are we allowed to fly to Europe yet? Do you know? I don't think so. I can't remember. I I wanted to go for the summer. still doesn't want us, but their cases are going up soon. So maybe they'll, you know. Um, slight upticks. I, I'm like obsessed with this shit. I'm like slight uptick in, in the ha, you know, the Hague. I was gonna say the Hague. Yeah. No one says the Hague. It's the Hague. So when you're on this human centipod podcast of yours, do you talk about personal stuff? Do you, is there like a theme or you just kind of chit chat? We do. Well, we talk about relationships a lot. We talk about ours and, and relationships in general, but then it's really silly. It literally, I've never seen the movie, the human centipede, but we, we just call the human centipod silly, silly, sick and stuck together, which is really all we do. We're sick. We're dark. We play games. We talk about relationships. I love that. And now we're stuck together. I love that. I have a podcast, which I've been doing as my alter ego, Ray Lynn Casper White with the mullet called X-Ray. I'd love to have you on it. Love that. I have a theme. I just interview whoever interests me. So I've had neuroscientists. I've had actors. I've had like Lawrence O'Donnell. And I don't know if that's hurting or helping. And now I post the variety shows on the same feed. I'm like, fuck it. You know, it's like- Yeah, yeah. But it's like such a wild west. It's challenging to even get it out there. And I don't have the gumption, like, how do I compete, you know, with people that are getting 10,000 downloads a day or a week? And I'm like, hey, I know. Listen, I'm like, woo, I'm getting, you know, hearts and minds. I mean, I never thought I'd have a podcast and then COVID happened. And then I was like, why am I doing it? Everyone has one now. Yeah. But you know, the, the pros, if you watch or listen to the pros on YouTube, the people who who like experts on pot, they're like, don't focus on other people, do your thing and don't worry about it. And it's, yeah. it's hard, but I'm like, I want more Patreons, but then you can't look at like the big guys who, yeah. who get so many. I've not, I haven't even ventured to do Patreon. Like even that stuff, I don't have the patience for. I'm terrible at like promoting social media. I just like to create the work and put it out there. Right. And well, like, it would be nice really to just help. have people do it for you. Yeah, exactly. I need to hire like a co- excited college intern. That might I think they're out there. I really do. Everyone's looking them. for work. Yeah, but yeah. this will be free work. But that's work too. Free work is work. Yeah, it's like an in- you can call it an internship. Yeah, exactly, an internship. <laughs> exactly right. From a professional with 20 plus years of experience in the industry. I mean, they would probably love that. They jump on it. I'll tell them I was in Friends and that that's it. And I'm like, yeah, besties with Jennifer Aniston. And that, that's all that I need to know. Um, yeah. Well, so how do I find, I just human sent about it. Apple, any Apple podcasts, anywhere you any find your podcast, podcast, any, I mean, any platform. And okay. then everything's on uh, all my social media is at Carmen Comedian. And those that has all in all in the bio of at Carmen Comedian, okay. Twitter, it's, it's all in there. Are you doing those outdoor stand up New York shows? Yes, I am. I'm debating. Donnie's like, give me your. Oh, mail. you should. Did I? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I should check one out first because I haven't done stand up since January. So I'm like, huh? But I, I'm gonna go. Which one is your next show? They're so they're so low key. I'm on it. Uh, I'm on tomorrow's at uh, in Central Park. It's the one called Cedar. Okay. I think the entrance is Fifth Avenue and 79th Street. Okay. And it's right there, and it starts around like 6:10. 
they started on time now actually because it's getting dark so okay. quickly okay but it's so casual like i've done them in shorts with my notes like oh good nobody okay. gives a shit okay. like it's okay. so low-key are people paying to come see these shows or whoever walks by just sits down I think they just sit down, they just sit down and they, they take donations. Cause how do they pay the comics? I mean, I don't want these guys to go bankrupt either. That's I don't know if there's, I don't know. Maybe they have a grant. I have no idea. Cause I've wondered the same. I'm like, yeah. but I've, a lot of them have a lot of people. Amazing. Well, people are you probably know, very have, appreciative to, you know, I just don't yeah, know why I they're think not doing, they are. Why aren't they doing more organized like outdoor concerts like they're doing in like you know you space people out like if it's outdoors I don't now know why there's not more of that. I know and but you know what there is a significant amount like there's more outdoor comedy uh, now than there was like a month ago. Okay, okay. And if you want if you want some you know some good shows I'll I'll send them to you please if you're do. interested. Yes. Yeah, please do. I also want to see some live music. I mean, LA, everything is shut down completely. Like it's, you know, we're, it's a shit show still there. Um, yeah. And I felt like New York people, maybe, you know, some playing, some, some jazz outside. I don't know, something, something. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's stuff. I think we just have to like look and Speak hopefully clubs will be open. I don't know. It's just Who such knows? a, it's going a, down such to a the weird cellar. time. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to the olive tree tomorrow just for, cause I feel like I just, you know, I missed it so much. I'm like, I'm going to the olive tree, but going yeah. down to the, like a basement space, like comedy clubs, it's, it's tough. They, they reek of like, you know, pandemic Petri dishes. It's like, they reek of like claustrophobia. Yeah. Yes. And then you can't get out. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know if comedy works well if you're doing it in an amphitheater, maybe. No, but you know, it's weird. Like these park shows, you can't really hear people laughing that much because there are no walls, yes. um, but you get used to it. And it, for some reason, it feels better than not doing any at all. It still no, gets out so. that- I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll check it out. Send them to me, yes. Oh yeah, no, I will. I'm so glad you joined me. I'm gonna repeat to everybody, please, if you wanna donate to the comedians today, Venmo me at, at I-R-I-S, I think it's dot B-H, no, it's I-R-I-S-B-H-R. It's just my name. But on Instagram, it's iris.bar. I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm confusing like that. But of course, it's pronounced Reese. I'm very happy to have met you, Carmen. And now, I now know. Now we can. Yes, I'll see you around can, in the yes, city. Exactly, exactly. And I'll have you on the podcast. Love to have you on. Sounds good. Raylan, we'll talk to you. Um, Carmen, uh, what the website is, what's your website? Carmen Comedian, Carmen Lynch.com, but everything, everything is on Carmen, Carmen at Carmen Comedian. Okay. And then I have a new album called Vertically Obese ah. um, as well that is also out everywhere. Okay, you can find get, get it. Vertically Obese, check out Human Centipod. Don't be offended if you are obese. It's just comedy. It's for everyone of all shapes and sizes, except the cat exactly. lovers. <laughs> We're just too snowflakey. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you. Carmen. Bye. I'll, Take I'll care. Talk to you soon. Sounds thank good. You, um, thank you all for joining me this evening. I am thrilled uh, to be in New York now. And um, join us next week. How am I going to hold on one second? There I am. Uh, join us next week with yet another variety show. I have Rory Scovell on next week, which I'm so excited about. I love him so much. I think he's so brilliant. And we have not met before, so that'll be exciting. Please share. Go to, uh, go to my podcast, x-ray, x-r-a-e-p-o-d.com, x-raypod.com. Follow me on Instagram at iris.bahr. Venmo for your comedians and stay healthy and safe and make merry. I love you all. Mm -hmm.